is now serving. Now here's Chris and Jess. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Now Serving, the podcast where we serve the tea, tea as in the truth, once a week for you. And uh, yeah, so it's Chris here. And wait for it. She's back. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this podcast diva here in my ear? It's me, Trey Posh. The the celebrity has returned. Yes, for my world tour. Just kidding. I kept saying you were traveling <laughs> across Canada, but it wasn't across Canada. Where did you where did you go on your trip? Tell well, everyone. <laughs> first, I would like to be um I would like to use my proper manners and say a great big thank you to Denny for filling in for me in yes. my absence while I was, was on awesome. sabbatical. He was amazing. Steph and I were loving listening to him in the car as we were driving around the Maritimes. And we both started laughing so hard every time you said that I was on a cross country tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> this close, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> so, I. And I know you told me it was you're just it was on like the east coast of Canada that you're traveling around with the yeah. maritime tour, but um, but I don't know why in my mind I'm like oh no like you're kind of doing like a road trip across the country but I know you didn't that that would take a lot longer. <laughs> I mean, we did fly to the other side of the country. Well, one side of the country we're kind of central Canada, so we flew into Halifax. Do you do you want me to tell you about the trip? Well, sure. Okay. Just to give a summary of this, we're going to chat about the trip today uh, because there were so many funny things that you were posting and I want to ask you about it. Um, (laughs) But then we're also going to talk about this, uh, what's going on with Nike. We have some thoughts to share on that. Of course. Um, Of course, as one would. Um, But yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, we'll get into this and, and, and talk about the trip just because it sounded so outrageous and everything you said was just crazy. Um, but we, it was so weird without uh, you here on the podcast. Um, the first week that you were away, I did it solo. And we always talked about, okay, if we're going to do, we want to just like keep the podcast going. Um, so that was kind of weird. Did you listen to that? I did. <laughs> Steph and I were dying and I meant, I was trying to tweet you back. However, in some rural parts of New Brunswick, there isn't great cell service. It's shocking to me as it is to you, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I was trying. And then by the time I like did come into cell service, I couldn't quite remember my witty responses. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to the podcast again and respond. And then I didn't. And then the new one came out. And I was like, oh, my God. And Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll listen to it again soon. I'm commuting again. So... I will have some choice words for you via Twitter. Oh, my God. All mm-hmm. right. And then, yeah, Denny was here last week, and he's just – he's so awesome. He is, like – he literally – he's so talented, um, such a great person, like, has such a good soul, and he's um, such um, uh, an attractive uh, person as well. <laughs> Listen, we are Instagram and Twitter friends now, and I would have oh. to agree. And most importantly, he has a corgi. So therefore, I like him no matter what. He can say whatever he wants, dress however he wants, look however he wants. He has a corgi, and I love the way their little butts shake when they run down the street. So I'm happy. So there we have it. I like him. So I think we should put on the tea. Excellent. And start talking about this trip. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) it's still so good. It's still so good. So bad, but so good at the same time. So it's becoming more and more funny, especially if you listened last week, we were talking about this. Then he called us out, um, you know, because we laugh at that fucking sound effect every single time. And yeah, here we are again. Laughing. Laughing. So funny. 
Um, so so yeah, tell tell everyone where <laughs> tell, yeah tell about your trip. <laughs> okay, so some background information to begin with. Every year, Steph and I do a best friend adventure. Um, this kind of originated a couple of years ago when we would rent a cottage every year, and then we were like, let's not just rent a cottage close to London, Ontario. Let's do something a little bit more significant. So, um. We then decided, so we, we've we gone to a couple places, like we went to, for example, like Montreal, or we went to um, the K- Killarney Mountain Lodge, shout out to Killarney, Ontario, Yes, um, which is beautiful. If you ever have the chance to go, you should definitely check it out. It's a gorgeous area. Um, we've just done like some fun things like that. Steph and I both love the outdoors, sort of, um, you know, within reason. I love the full experience. Steph does not. So that's kind of the happy medium <laughs> between the two. Um, so we then made the, well, then we had an idea that we would try and visit every province and territory. Shout out to none of it. And territories. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll see. <laughs> Provinces first. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> we want to see every province because frankly we we live in a very beautiful country we live in a country with a lot of gorgeous natural features so we want to check that out plus the dollar is really awful in comparison to the american dollar so for me to buy a hundred dollars us it costs me a hundred and thirty dollars canadian and that adds up really quickly <laughs> when you're spending True. hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars so we just thought, why not, you know, explore our own backyards, um, for lack of a better term. And so this year we decided to go out east. So we actually visited three provinces while we were away. We flew into Halifax from Toronto. And from there we drove immediately to New Brunswick. And then we went to New Brunswick, PEI, and uh, Cape Breton and Nova Scotia to, we, we did a loop and then we flew out of Halifax and it was gorgeous everywhere we went. That's amazing. What was your, it, it, this might be tough, but what was your favorite place that you visited um, during this adventure? <laughs> um, like, you know, it, each place was really, had something really beautiful and interesting to see. I really love seeing natural wonders remember how we went to Las Vegas and we drove to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so we, um, I really liked New Brunswick for the Bay of Fundy where they have the highest tides in the world and twice per day, the tide um, is out and um, you can walk on the ocean floor and it's really, really beautiful to see all the different, Um, like the islands and stuff and it's like 30 or 40 feet of water or something like that so it's like this huge ocean coming at you when it comes in it's really crazy to see it when it's out because it's like where'd all this water go um so that was really cool i really enjoyed that um i also really loved pei i think i would move there like i think i would live there to, and retire there really <laughs> i saw the most gorgeous sunset i've ever seen in my life and you know how i love sunsets and yeah. that was amazing but the cabot trail which is a coastal drive around cape breton island which is part of nova scotia was the most one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen in my life. I had no idea this was in Canada and I've heard people talk about it, but I didn't know how majestic and gorgeous it was. I was so blown away and I took pictures and I was like, there's no point in even taking photos because it just doesn't do it justice. Like it just was so gorgeous. And so I don't know. Majestic is the only word that comes to to mind because you feel so Ball, but it's gorgeous and I recommend it to everybody. You can drive it in a day, um, but we took two days to do it because we obviously wanted to get the local real Cape Breton experience and boy, did we ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so that's what I got to ask. So you like, 
Everything you posted, I was dying laughing <laughs> because uh, you and Steph seemed like you were just having the the most fun everywhere you were. Like seeing all these kind of tourist spots, but it all looked beautiful. Um, and so I, I'll never forget when I saw. I think you posted something inside this like bar with like there was like a live band or something. Like what was that? You know what? I think that portion of the trip was my favorite. Let me explain. We okay. stayed so on our second last night. We stayed in this village called Mabu, Nova Scotia. Population one thousand two hundred people. We went to this bar, which was in a house. It was like a little pub. And it's actually owned by the Rankin family, which if you're most Canadians would know who the Rankin family is. Chris, do you know who the Rankins are? I feel really, I don't. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> like, but they're kind of one of those like iconic uh, East Coast family bands. And it's kind of oh. like being in a different world out there. Do, do okay, you know they, they're a band. I feel like I've heard of a band called the the Rankins. Is that? Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. They're a band. Okay, they're a band. So they own this bar, and we went there. And there's only one thousand two hundred people that live in this village, and the bar was popping. Like they had the fiddles out. They were the piano. Like everyone's drinking beer and slapping their knees and stomping their feet. And I was like, "Where in the hell are we? Like it's popping in here." Like, oh my god! And I ordered meatloaf because that was their special of the day, and I was like, "All right, cool." And it was delicious, and it was just such a East Coast, like truly Canadian experience. They like brewed their own beer and all this stuff. So of course, there was drinking local beers everywhere. I don't even drink beer, but I did on this trip, <laughs> and it was amazing. We then returned home to our Airbnb for the night, which let me tell you, it's my favorite Airbnb. Might be the best Airbnb on the planet, depending on what okay, you like. and I'm so excited for this story. And I just have to say <laughs> one quick thing before you get into this. Yeah. If this is what I think you're going to talk about. <laughs> um, I like have been waiting for this story. And like most of our podcasts, like Jess and I, like we, we don't talk a lot about what we're going to talk about on the podcast before because we just want to save the raw conversation and record it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I am so excited for this. Okay, continue. Sorry. Why is this the best Airbnb in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so when I was looking, Steph booked the flights and I booked the B&Bs. And we really wanted to have like a cute, like sort of cute homey feel on this trip. So I was, my focus was on finding cute B&Bs in all of these different little towns and villages that we were staying in. Okay, so I can't find anything in this village. And we heard about this bar beforehand because one of Steph's friends went to it and she was like, oh, yeah, they play music and it was fun. It's like a it was a great time. I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to find a hotel in this city. Of course, there isn't one because there's a thousand people that live there. So I found this Airbnb like that popped up out of nowhere. I don't even know how I found it. Um, it was $100 for the night and most Airbnbs that I've stayed in the past, it's like very impersonal, like here's your keys, like don't mess anything up. Da, da, da. This one, the lady called it Laurel's B&B. Like, okay, that's so sweet. Like we pull in, it's like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> she was the sweetest lady. She left us a note on the door. <laughs> I don't think I took a picture of it. I know I sent you a picture of another one, but she left a note on the door being like, um, because we checked in after five o'clock and I don't know where she had gone at that point. She was like, welcome, Jessica and Stephanie. We don't lock the doors here. So just head on up to your room and your room has the stickies and see you for breakfast at 8 a.m. We're like, damn, we had a free hot breakfast included with our with our Airbnb. That's so unheard of, you know. So we check into her room. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. We're like looking around the house. It's the sweetest, like cutest. It's one of those old farmhouses that's been remodeled. So it has all the like exposed wood and all of that. And it's just so cute. You just felt like at home, you know, I can't really explain it. Almost like a cottage feel, but not quite like, like a farmhouse essentially. And it was just so cozy. 
very clean. And um, yeah, so we took into our room and we're like, oh my God. <laughs> so we went to the pub, we come back. There's a note on the door being like, are you, that's the one I sent you the photo of like, are you the last one to leave? If so, turn the light on. Remember, don't lock the door. <laughs> okay. We didn't even, we didn't even have keys for our room. So that's fine. And she's like, see you for breakfast at 8 a.m. So we go in her room and there's a, a, a thing like in a, it's sheet music on our desk. And she had indicated in the, in the, Airbnb listing that she's the one who makes breakfast. And they had seen all these pictures of all these people like hugging her being like, Laurel's the sweetest. And she's like kind of this older woman wearing an apron and she's so cute. And I'm like, what? This can't be real life. Well, it was. And there was this sheet music that was called Breakfast at Eight. And I was like, holy shit, she's going to sing us a song in the morning because it was obvious that she was into music because there was a piano and a guitar and all of this like in the living room. And whatever. And I was like, this is going to be the best day in my fucking life. I can't wait. So we go to bed and in the morning, because there's no curtain on the window, I know I'm making it sound like not safe or not nice, but it was so sweet. And I was like, oh, so as soon as the sun was up, it was like shining in my eyes. And I remember being like, is that a cow? Like, (laughs) Steph, is that a cow? Like, is that a cow mooing outside the window? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? There's like, like a farm next door. Like an, a legit cow was mooing outside the window. I was like, Arr. Now, are you on the, the, the ground floor? Yeah, or like on the second, second floor, but okay, I could hear okay. it. And there was like a little hill and there was a cow pasture beside her place. And I was like, is this... Where where are we? <laughs> where are we? So we go downstairs. Unfortunately, she did not sing us the song. However, she did sing us like a greeting, like hello. And I was like, oh hi, Laurel. And she was like very sweet. And she cooked us this incredible breakfast with all the ingredients were sourced locally. For, I'm assuming from the cow next door. <laughs> It was so good. She made everything from scratch, including the yogurt. She was like, I made this yogurt yesterday and I baked the bread and the butter and all of this. And I was like, this is the best toast I've ever had in my life. It was so good. She was like the sweetest, most like salt of the earth woman. I just loved her. She talked all about like the different families in the region. I was like, did I hear a cow this morning? She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just out having breakfast. I'm like, oh my God, oh my what? God. And she was so sweet. Like, I was like, Steph, I want to stay here the whole time. She seems so sweet. Like, I love her. And she's just so hospitable. And she had all this knowledge of the area. And she was just going on and on and on and telling us where we should go next and this and that. And I was like, I wish I want to stay here for like a week. It was so quiet and peaceful. And um, it was just, you feel like at peace there and like comforted at the same time because. It was just, it was beautiful. She had these beautiful gardens and, oh, it was, it was amazing. I could not get enough of her and neither could Steph. And she was so sweet. And the cow mooing outside the window was just like the best thing I've ever heard. And of course, like we go to the pub and everyone's singing and there's like spoons and fiddles and like the knee slapping and everyone like the freaking meatloaf. Are you kidding me? (laughs) There's nowhere you can get meatloaf in Toronto. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like where, but yeah, it was incredible. I loved it. If anybody wants to check it out, Mabu, Nova Scotia, M-A-B-O-U. The, the Airbnb listing is under Laurel's B&B. There is no wonder she has a five-star rating from all these people. She's just the sweetest woman. We loved her. You would love it. You would love it, Chris. <laughs> it sounds like it. And so I want to know, though, So this song, though, so why didn't she perform the song? Like, because she gave you the sheet music. Like, was she expecting <laughs> you to sing it? Like, I want to know, like, why? No. Why didn't that happen? We were disappointed also. However, she did say that um, she was late getting down for breakfast that morning and that the eggs in our frittata, or sorry, the onions in our frittata weren't perfectly caramelized because she was running a bit late that morning. And I was like, maybe that's why she didn't sing the song, but she's a music teacher to the school children during the year. Like she's just like so sweet. That's so cool. Like, and does she 
like I, this is like diving into her life but does she live there alone or like what's well she lives alone she has a tenant like it's a big old house you know okay. and it has three stories she so she lives up in the top one and then she airbnb is the second floor and there was another couple staying there and i was like this is strange like whatever but we just kind of went with it and it was totally fine it wasn't awkward or we didn't feel like people were invading our space at all or anything. It was like in a hotel, you know, when there's people in a room beside you essentially. But um, yeah. And we had breakfast with this other couple. And at first I was like, this is going to be weird, but it was great. Cause everyone's just like on vacation. They're happy. They want to hear about other people. They were traveling from Colorado. So yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was really, it was really nice. And um, I would, love to stay there again and she had indicated as well when we left she's like thank you so much for booking i really appreciate it like this really goes a long way for me because i don't think the economy is very strong out there like i think it's a little bit iffy and it's like the end of the season and i we just felt good being there and i think other people should visit her too (laughs) it's not that far so yeah like, does she do this during the, the school year too, or is this just like a summer thing for her? Um, or I think she does it know? like spring until October sort of thing. Okay. Because I don't know many people that would be traveling out there in the winter time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. That's so that's so neat though. I will say this. I don't think like I know me, like I get I'm so weird and like awkward with things like that. <laughs> I I know Like, I think I would be okay once I'm there and, like, this lady sounds amazing and I would love to, like, chat with her (laughs) based on everything you've said. But I think to actually book it knowing I'm, like, in someone's house and they're, like, there and they're, like, having breakfast with you and there's other people there, I would be like, no, I can't (laughs) do this. You know, it's funny because during the trip, Steph and I... Steph and I grew up saying Chris and Jordan would never take a trip like this <laughs> because everything was so homey, but it wasn't, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, like she wasn't in your space at all. Like I couldn't hear her until we went down in the morning and she had cooked breakfast. Like she was like, there's two seats here, but it's kind of like what they, what they do at B&B. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. And I guess they're used to it. Like this is like what they do. Yeah, what they do, they yeah, you know. and it wasn't like just anyone could book this be Airbnb either. You had to like put in an application. Like you had to, I had to tell her about myself, who I was traveling with, um, why we were traveling, all that. Like basically really? an application. I was like, oh, my best friend and I go on a trip every year. We're so excited. Like we're two young girls. Da, 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 da. And she was like, great. I would love to meet you. And I would assume like if same thing with me if that was my property i would make people apply to <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. well that's fair too especially it's like she keeps the door unlocked like yeah well there's so- nobody that lives in anywhere close to her so <laughs> nothing is gonna happen <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's so interesting yeah very, she, was, very neat. she was a great host as opposed to a number of our other hosts who assumed Steph and I were lesbians, but that's fine. Nothing against lesbians. Nothing against lesbians. I have lots of lesbian friends. It's not about that. It's just why do people automatically assume that if two girls are staying together, that they're, you know, together? Yeah. Rude. Well, like you, you could just you're going on a trip. I don't know. Yeah, it's like two guys can travel together, can't they? Okay, but here's the thing, though. I find, and I mean, obviously, I am gay, but like, if I'm going away on, if I were to go away on a trip with another guy, I think a lot of people just assume like, oh, they're together. If they figured out it was gay. Okay. But I, but it's like, well, no, like it it could be a friend. Like the first place, the first place we went, like. The lady was like, oh, I had to switch your room. There's only one queen bed. And we were like, oh, that's fine. She was like, hmm. Wait, what? Wait, what? No. And the next place, um, the lady asked us not to shower together. Because <laughs> it, okay. it would flood the bathroom. She's like, girls, what? have as much fun as you want. My only... Um, my only request is that you don't shower together because it will flower. 
it will flood the bathroom. And you were like, what? And then Steph's like, honestly, I want to be like, we already did that in Vegas. And we know how much of a flood it can go on. You remember okay, the bathroom. Okay, kind of cut out there for a sec. So you said, sorry. Um, <laughs> so she said, don't go, don't shower together because it can flood. And then Steph said, what? Steph was offended, obviously. But yeah. when Steph is offended, this is what she does. She's like, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, okay. And then she's like, honestly, I want <laughs> she was like, honestly, I wanted to tell her, like, we already did that in Vegas. Okay. We know that the bathroom will flood. <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> we didn't actually shower together for anyone that's wondering we just took a dip to cool off in the tub chris was witness <laughs> got our bathing suit it's fine <laughs> non-sexual god okay anyways i'll never forget that i was dying because you're like chris chris and then i'm like what and you're sitting in the path cooling down with your bathing suits on to work and our sunglasses yeah. and our giant vegas 32 ounce gin cups yes filled with juice <laughs> and gin yes oh yeah. my god mm-hmm. too funny no but i do get that though like i feel like Especially with, um, like, if I'm traveling with Jordan, for example, um, who you just mentioned, like, in, so we went to, to Vegas with Jordan and stuff. I feel like if people like just saw us together, they're like, "Oh, they must be a couple." I don't know, but I don't think that's fair to assume. Like, we're just friends. It's, it's not. Best However, friend. I would maybe assume that about you and Jordan because you're both like very manicured, you know. <laughs> but so why couldn't we just be friends though you could be friends and you are just friends right i know but like but why wouldn't people like why would you assume that we're a couple though i just mean like i could it's a it's i wouldn't assume that you're a couple but if i wouldn't assume that about anybody like i would wonder like hmm, i wonder if they're together but i would never flat out say that to someone okay 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 um and I just don't know where I could see you and Jordan actually being together. Like, not actually, but actually, you know. I don't know if I... Could you see Steph and I together as a couple? Like, no. Uh, no. 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 I could <laughs> <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> I, I simply could not. <laughs> exactly. Point and I mean that in a very respectful way. No, no. I know. I know this. And... It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. We had a man ask us if we were allergic to men. That's why we were traveling together. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like no boyfriends. We we're like no, and they were speaking French, but I can speak French, right? So, and then he flat out asked us in English because both of us were sniffling, you know, allergies to real things. And he's like allergic to men. I'm like fuck. I wish I was. <laughs> you have oh no idea. God. Hmm. That's a pretty mm. bold thing to say, mm. mm-hmm. I think. And I was like, listen, old man, I'm going to spare you right now because I'm on vacation. I'm not doing this emotional labor. However, you are out of line. <laughs> Whatever. You fucking slapped him. I know. Rude. I want to be like, oh, are you allergic to manners or style sense for that matter? God. Anyways. Oh, Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so happy you're back. I know. I was too. living for all the posts. Literally every time yes. I got a notification, it was a post uh, or something from your trip. I was so excited to see it because everything was so funny. Like you and Steph together, such a a duo. You really should have a, a, a TV show, the two of you. <laughs> that would have been so entertaining to watch. Jordan always says that we could have like our own The Simple Life, but you know. Like our edition, I guess, because just crazy things happen when Steph and I are together. Like, as soon as we're alone together, something wild happens. And we're like, is this actually happening? Like, the right now, start. the stunts begin. Like, even when we landed in Toronto and we we're Ubering back to my house, the Uber driver was like, uh, Do you mind if I just put? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, do you, do you mind what? What did he say? <laughs> Okay, what? 
<laughs> he was like, uh, do you mind if I just put on my uh, flute versions of today's hits? And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> and he put, it, he put it on so loud. The whole car smelled like incense. And we're like, where are we? You're in a van. And we had to sit in those like way far back seats. Like it was so awkward. He was blasting Adele, but like it was like a, like a wind flute. You know those like wooden wind flutes, like that yeah, you listen yeah, to yeah. at like a spa, but it was Adele, like "Hello from Yeah, so it was office. today's hits, like Ed Sheeran. Oh my! And he had like God, a long. That's hilarious. Like I'm assuming he was kind of like a, a like a hippie sort of man, but I was like, "Are we? What? What? Where are we? And how is this actually happening? Because I feel like these things just don't happen to other people. Quirky little thing. That's. That's pretty funny. I feel like the the audio just dropped there a little bit. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But no, it's a. I don't know. This it's weird. Oh. I apologize, listeners. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, I kind of like cut out for a second there. But yeah, the crazy things always seem to happen to you and Steph. They really do. They really do. I don't know how they happen. They just do. They do. Oh boy. Well, yes, like I said, I'm so happy you're back um, because you were missed. And we like it's weird because when we get in the, uh, I guess, the habit or the schedule of talking to each other at least once a week, it was like, oh, it's weird not having Jess to talk to you on the podcast this week. I know. I know. Denny was great, obviously. He was. Love chatting with him. He was um, great. We, we also want to talk about the Nike kind of is it i don't even want to say like controversy um why don't you yeah because I, to be honest i wasn't really paying attention to 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 this and i saw like nike trending and and all of this and then you actually were like chris what are your thoughts on on this like yeah do you want to lead in with this sure i would love to because i have a lot of thoughts <laughs> introduce it <laughs> Sure. No problem. My pleasure. Um, So last week, Nike uh, revealed or announced that the um, spokesperson, I guess, for their 30th anniversary is Colin Kaepernick. And for those who might be living under a rock and do not know who that is, um, he is a former NFL player who was the first to kneel as a protest to police brutality during uh, the national anthem. So while the national anthem was being played, he was kneeling. We've talked about this on the podcast previously when I roasted the NFL yeah. Yeah. six or seven months ago, because it is the period, most period bullshit organization period on the planet period. Um, I have zero respect for the NFL ownership or administration for their lack of leadership and anyway anyways so you can probably already tell where i lie on this issue <laughs> however <laughs> however um so nike unveiled him as their spokesperson for their 30th year there's like a poster or a screen in times square they bought advertising during the nfl the nfl kicked off its new season this week um, and people lost their shit. People lost their shit. People were burning their Nikes, cutting their swooshes out of their socks or their shorts or whatever, because for whatever reason, they don't, they think that Colin Kaepernick is, um, like essentially committing treason or he's, he's a, an enemy of the state in some way for kneeling during the anthem. <sighs> So <laughs> I'm just trying not to get too worked up here, but, um, but it, 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 is a, a, it is a big deal. Um, it, and I, I, it's good that there was so much attention brought to this. It oh, really yeah. is. And I think I remember when we did first talk about it, um, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see people that freak out over this and it's, it's ridiculous. And obviously I share the exact same views as you. Um, yeah, it, it, it's crazy to see people losing their shit, like going crazy for this. Yeah. And yeah, uh, because he is, you know, now the face of Nike. Yeah, people, like you said, like burning their fucking shoes. And it, 
people are just going so overboard. Um, but this is fantastic, though. Right. Well, I have sort of a multi-pronged approach to this whole to this whole thing. So my first thing is this. To the people who are boycotting Nike and burning their shoes and their socks or throwing them in the garbage or whatever else, there are lots of people who could use that stuff. So instead of just burning your shit that could easily be donated to a homeless shelter, something else given to a kid that doesn't have enough like clothing at home or doesn't have a winter coat for this winter boots or whatever, what have you, uh, be a little bit more responsible and do something. It just, you know what the, the people that are doing this aren't the type of people to think about that. Right. But it's they're, just they're, so, they're not all there in the it's head. So irresponsible and frankly repulsive. Repulsive. Would you would you expect them to do anything other than that though? No, I'm not, I mean, I'm not agreeing with it. It's here, stupid, here's the thing. And but I don't think they're smart enough to 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 think about that. Right. So to the so my other thing is if you are so hyped up about a man kneeling through an anthem for a cause that affects many, many black people in the United States, and yet you don't give a fuck about anything else. How about the fact that Nike makes all of its money because they employ people for 20 cents a day in third world countries. <laughs> like, is that not a better reason to protest something? Or, you know, you, I think you were the one who shared that tweet with me. Like, where was everybody burning crosses or burning down a church, not saying that they should or whatever else, when the whole Catholic church scandal erupted? And, you know, we found out that priests are abusing children at an astronomical rate. Where were you, where were, what were you doing when that was happening? Like, where was your outrage? Or how about literally there are such a myriad of other causes that you, you should rightfully be outraged at. And the fact that you are upset that a man is representing a campaign for a pair of shorts that you may have bought in the past and you feel that you need to burn them, shame on you. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's just so ridiculous. And I just can't believe how many people actually care so much to do that you know Mm -hmm. yes like to destroy merchandise it's disgusting anyways so my second thing is (laughs) no this is good (laughs) sorry (laughs) a lot of tea is being spilled today my second thing is I was really conflicted at first to, well, at first I was like, yes, someone needs to give Colin Kaepernick a job. The fact that he doesn't have a job in the NFL right now, it's like shame on everybody. And I'm having a really hard time with anybody who's supporting the NFL at this point. Like shame on anybody who won't hire that man. Like it's just such an, it's such an atrocity against like humanity. (laughs) It really is. It's just so like, it's just so easy. Just do the right thing and give him a job. Like even if he's sitting on the bench, like he's literally been blackballed from the entire NFL because of his protests. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Whatever. Nike gives him a job. Great. To me, I was like, great. I'm so happy. Like this is a bold move. You're right. Like I think that's what you had said earlier. It's a bold move. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, this is a PR move. So I was like, I can't support this. And then I kind of tethered back and I was like, actually, we have to support this because we need to remember that though they've made this bold kind of revolutionary trailblazing move of making him the face of their campaign and all of this, they're still a giant corporation, one of the most recognizable brands on the planet. And they still commit a lot of really unethical things. Like a lot of unethical things happen within that company. However, if they make such a bold move like this and people don't support them, they will never move to make better decisions in the first in 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 the future or other brands won't feel also feel compelled to make smarter moves in the future like Adidas or who whoever right 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 so i just feel that now is the time to support Nike 
Um, and then, well, and I, and I was just sharing with you as well that Time Magazine reported that their um, sales have increased 31% since this announcement. So that's pretty significant. That's, that's a significant increase. So wonderfully done. I hope that money is going to support something else like other initiatives um, that kind of are in line with the what happened here with Colin Kaepernick. So they took a chance announcing him as their um, their like the face of their campaign. It's a risk, sure, but we all knew it was going to pay off in the end because people like I I truly feel that those like white supremacist people in America or wherever um, I'm hoping are the minority in, in this case. Um, so my whole thing is let's support Nike and then pressure them to continue to make these decisions. As you know, they do have the contract with the NFL. So they print jerseys with racist logos all over them and continue to make money off of them. So let's just remember that none of their workers are unionized in these third world countries. Let's remember that they're often working around like dangerous machinery. I wonder what the death rate is. Weren't they also employing children at one point? Like there are a lot of other things that I think that if we take the time to support Nike now, we can continue to put pressure and say like, listen, making an ethical decision is a good business decision overall, because if it doesn't, if it affects their bottom line and they continue to do well financially, then they will be empowered to make these decisions in the future. But if it doesn't, this is all just a fucking sham. I really don't think they actually care, you know? Yeah. And I think too, I'm glad you brought it up earlier. Like when I, uh, I'll admit, um, well, one, because I don't really watch football. Um, and I mean, the only really athletic wear that I have is, is my, my <laughs> fucking running gear. So I am like kind of a loop with it, but obviously I was paying attention to this, especially after, um, you asked me what my thoughts were and everything on it. Um, but I do think, yeah, it's a total like PR stunt. Hmm. Um, However, I do think it was a bit risky. Like uh, at first, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw all the reaction to it, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like, what's Nike gonna do now? Because I bet their sales are, are dropping, and like they would look terrible if they backed out of this. Um, but then to hear, yeah, that I mean, sales have increased 31 percent since this started. That's amazing to to see. Um, but yeah, Nike does do some other shady things too so i think that um yeah it's 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 super interesting um yeah Mm. i guess we'll see where it goes i like i like your thoughts on this though yeah i just think that it's better to work with these types of corporations and companies like it's better to work with them great that's leadership let's continue to be true leaders here nike and you know if they went to the nfl the next time their contract is up and said we will outfit every single um, team here except for the ones with racist logos on them. Um, and, you know, to put pressure on them that way, or even if the NFL came back and said, like, fuck you, we won't do it. What other brand is then going to come forward and say, well, we'll do it. Like, we have no problem printing racist logos on us. You know, like you can they can continue on with this sort of pressure um, to make a difference and make positive change you know absolutely yes because like let's not forget (laughs) nikes i went on that's the first thing i did i went on their website i'm like if i find a jersey on here with some sort of racist and sure enough there's washington redskins with a red person with a feather sticking out of their head right and i was like come on like this isn't nike like i see through you however i see what you're trying to do I will support you. I do have to buy a pair of shoes. So I will be purchasing Nike. I need new because mine got destroyed on the trip. Um, I'm going to do it. But like, I think it's now also up to us to be like, great, great, you know, first 
steps in the right direction. Here's what else you need to do to really influence change and make a positive impact. Like put your fucking money where your mouth is then like Colin Kaepernick is a great start, but it's also, if you don't, if you don't follow up with anything, then it's just PR. Right. Exactly. Oh, totally. This will be very interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, um, you know, NFL uh, season just kicking off. <laughs> Cute, but I'm saying. No, I just honestly, I kind of just want to call in Kaepernick if you're listening. I stand in solidarity with you. However, I think you're better than the NFL and I don't want you to get a concussion. So. You know, it's just, I feel like it's just such a, it's such bullshit. And for a long time, my goal, my dream was to be the commissioner of the NFL because I was like, they're in such bad shape. They need me to like clean, clean house and like turn that ship around. And so that was like my goal when I was in school. And now I'm like, there is no fucking way. Like, I mean, of course, NFL, you can hire me anytime you want (laughs) so that I can fire all of you. (laughs) However, um, it's it's just it's atrocious. It's horrific and disgusting the things that people will do for money. It's wow. Wow. I would love to see you as the commissioner of the NFL. Thank I think you. that'd be amazing. Thank you. I would, I would too. Thank you. I'll Let's get start you a petition tickets. for this. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Oh yeah, all I'm asking is for tickets to the Super Bowl. Okay, no problem. So I can see the halftime show of up course. Close. The only thing we all care about. <laughs> Also, I just want to make it clear that my disdain towards the NFL is not disdain towards the players because I know that those are two different things. Like kind of management and administration are two different things. So shout out to everybody kneeling through the anthem. I stand in solidarity with you and Colin Kaepernick and I'm buying my Nikes. And Nike continue to do better. Just do it. Huh. But I'm ching. Sorry, Chris. I love it. Why are you sorry? Because <laughs> I know that sometimes I get a little like I feel my heart's beating so fast that goes out of breath. Well, don't be so okay. This is what we need to talk about, and this is good. It is. It I'm is. fired up now too. You should be. Everyone should be fired up. Let's just not forget that they have fired a man for peaceful protest, one that he is entitled to and does not break any laws. However, men that beat their wives when there are videos of them literally beating their wives unconscious are given a fine and then are on the field the next week. So let's just remember that. Disgusting. Shame on you, NFL. And shame on everybody that supports those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I know you don't know what to say. <laughs> no, but this... <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, people are like, but you know I do, why can't we just watch football? I'm like, so this woman who's laying unconscious is means less to you. Like you're more concerned about entertainment, you know, like fuck out of here. I don't, I'm, I have no time for this bullshit any longer. Mm-mm. So I don't really <laughs> watch football. Me and that's why I don't know what to, to say to this. This is, um, Yeah. Obviously, obviously, I agree completely with everything that you're saying. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see what Nike does with this. But it, it is pretty fucked. I've heard some of these things about the NFL, again, because I don't follow it as much. But you, someone who um, like used to work in the, the sports industry, um, like are, are very close to, to this. And so I can see, um, I mean, I, I really trust your insight into all this and like hearing your perspectives. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I can't l- live and not say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just yeah. can't, the stakes are too great. Um, people are dying. People are being shot. And one day people are going to look back and be like, wow, that was disgusting and awful. And look at the discrimination these people face and 
I'll be fucking damned if I'm going to be lumped into the people who didn't stand for what the right thing is. Anyways. Be on the right side of history. Thanks. Not only, it's not like about me, it's about these other people, you know, so. It is pretty crazy. And I remember like we were talking with the NFL before and um, obviously like I, I look at uh, some of my family, for example, uh, like I have family that is obsessed with, with football and they watch it all the time. But I also wonder too, how much are, are they aware of? Like, do they ignore some of this or do they just not know? Or like, I think it's super interesting. I feel like there's a lot to, to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a podcast every week and we can unpack a lot <laughs> every week. So I am glad that you are back. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, amazing. Well, this is good. Mm-hmm. This has been this has been a very heated episode. We got to hear a lot of very nice things about your trip, which I was so excited to hear about. Um, but I'm glad we also got to address this Nike situation. Yes, and I really liked hearing your different thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I yeah, I, I feel very much aligned with with everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes we don't agree on things. We don't. And there's receipts. You can go back. It's true. But I, I do very much agree with with what you had to say there. Thank you, Chris. And of course, if I ever become the commissioner of the NFL, you can have a front row seat to the Lady Gaga concert. <laughs> <laughs> Will that be every halftime? That will of be every, every halftime for the rest of <laughs> for as long as I rule. <laughs> that'd be fun all right anyway we should shut this thing down yeah we need to shut it we down should People, shut her down yeah this is yeah I'll, this has been a hot episode it has been a hot episode but all good things must come to an end so thank you so much everybody for listening and we'll talk to you again next week bye hear from you visit us at nowservingpodcast.com new podcasts are released weekly don't forget to subscribe